2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com Time to talk some ball with our guy Tom Curran. Of course, Tommy is brought to us by Dr. Matthew LaPresti. At Leonard Hair Transplant Associates The hair doctor of Tommy Kern a 1-800-GET-HAIR And by Wise Snacks And nobody does crunchy, salty, or cheesy Better than Wise Snacks Tom Kern on the Harbor One Hotline Good afternoon, Tom, how are you? Hello, Andrew
3: Um...
2: I want to know from you.
3: You're always caught unawares at the beginning of this. It's like he doesn't know you're on. No, no, I do. He doesn't know. He's not expecting you.
2: No, I'm trying to figure out which (laughs) question I want to lead with because I know there's a story about Mayo and the coordinators and he's not at the Senior Bowl and all that stuff. Tommy, I'm curious from your end, there was the dude in Atlanta who said no to the special teams job. Zach Robinson said no to the OC job. Have we now come crashing to earth? that not only is this not a great job right now, but that you have to talk people into taking it. I'm just curious from your end, Tom, how you sort of view some of the people out there saying no to the Patriots at this point.
3: I think each one is going to have, obviously, their own individual dynamics involved. For instance, the special teams coach who remained with the Falcons remained with the Falcons, which, Certainly, this guy has four kids, I Marquise Williams. So staying in place, someone made sense for him. But I do think, certainly, if you're looking at the Patriots' job, you're looking at the structure and trying to make heads or tails of, okay, what am I in charge of? What's our plan? Where's final say? There's a lot of things that would give an individual pause, I think, if they're looking at the landscape of what they're going into. For instance, offensively, you could look at it as a great opportunity. We have a third overall pick. We have a blank slate on offense. We have money to spend on offense. Um, We have a low bar set by the 2022 and 2023 teams. I can let my vision take root. But on the other hand, too, there is uncertainty that enters into this. So it, to me, depends upon the individual. And that's why I think it's, very individually based as to do you want to do that or do you want to go someplace less less risk, higher safety.
1: So I'll actually use your your because you have a Twitter poll out right now at Tom Curran and uh, the question revolves around the 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 offensive coordinator search and how slowly it's going and and uh, how you and, and you're asking everybody to you know how are you feeling about the pace and the direction and you got three options. It's fine, no sweat. It's getting urgent. And what the hell is going on?
3: So, which one did you answer? Which one was yours? Currently, yeah, no. Up to the minute uh, poll results: forty-two point four percent are answering, "What the hell's going on?" Thirty-four point two are, "It's fine and no sweat," and twenty-three point four, "It's getting urgent." I think it's twenty-three. I, I'm going to join that twenty-three point four percent and say it's it's getting urgent. Senior bowls this weekend. Combine is next month. Draft, excuse me, free agency is in 46 days and the draft is in um, 86 days. So you need to have in place your plan and how you're going to staff these positions. You have to figure out which, uh, you know, assistant coaches who are under contract you're going to keep aboard. You know, Adrian Clem and Billy Yates, they might be the most important assistant coaches on this team in 2023 if they both return as offensive line coaches. Because you have an entirely new offensive line that you potentially may have to staff or you have developing players who you have to, like Mafi and um, City So, who you have to develop. So all of these things need to hit the ground running with visions and plans and plans for the season. I'm sure they're not just sitting down there, you know, putting into one of those little office things. But oh, glass. They do, they, <laughs> oh, glass, little yeah, clear right. glass on the floor. <laughs> My turn, my turn. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I I think that clarity um, on what you're going to do as opposed to the feeling that, you know, it's worth saying, okay, you extracted Bill, a plan needs to be in place as opposed to, okay, now what?
2: Is there any chance that they look around on offense and are like, ah, man, it just isn't lining up. Is McDaniels in this at all, Tom?
3: I would say that certainly a conversation should be had with McDaniels as to whether, as he has this year where he is in limbo on the Raiders contract still. you know, would you consider coming back here in any role or capacity whatsoever? And I think that Josh would say, okay, well, what would my role be? Would I be an offensive analyst? Would I be your offensive coordinator? Would I be a quarterback consultant? What would you like from me? Because I think from Josh's perspective, too, if you bring him back, he has to understand specifically what his role is. Is he supposed to help Gerard and explain to him, here's some of these pitfalls that you want to avoid. And would Gerard want that? Or would Gerard say, I kind of want to chart my own course? What's their relationship like? So I think any way that Josh McDaniels returns – would require a conversation that really spotlights, this is what we envision for you, would you like to do that? Because when you look at the staff Gresh, it's very new. Say Nick Cayley becomes the offensive coordinator. Well, he's been a tight ends coach. Has he ever directly worked with quarterbacks? Does Evan Rothstein, for instance, stay with the team? He's been kind of the quarterback's coach. Does he remain in that capacity? Or does he have enough experience to deal with you know, a top three pick who's going to have extreme expectations on him for quick development. I think all of those things, to me, hint that you, you probably should have somebody who understands the pitfalls, but is Josh the right person?
1: Is it, I'm curious, though, when you, you have a guy like Joshua Daniels who was like the original chosen one? You feel like after turning down that job in Indianapolis and staying, I wonder if Mayo th- sees him or would see him
3: as a threat if he's in the building. Sure. And I think that, you know, Josh would have liked to have stayed here in 2021. There was, you know, a curiosity on his part as to whether or not the Patriots would do anything to make sure that he stuck around for the latter portion of Bill's tenure here. And whether he would be the person who succeeded Bill. Patriots didn't do that. Patriots let Josh go to Las Vegas. They instead opted for Gerard. So. Are there hard feelings? Is there a snubbing? Is there a feeling of, well, see, you, maybe you should have kept me around, and now you want me to come back in. So I don't know that to be hmm. the case, but that's enough. a dynamic that's, that's worth exploring, too. I mean, he wondered, will the Patriots do anything to ensure my staying here, or am I just going to go to Vegas? And he was happy to go to Vegas. No didn't work out, but it worked out financially. But, you know, that's certainly a dynamic to consider as well. Tommy Curran of NBC Sports
2: Blossom Aggression for you. with us each and every Tuesday at noon. Um, I know that we talked last week about the, hey, with some of Mayo's comments, he's sort of leading us to think quarterback at number three. There are people who have said no. There have been a lot of people in and out of the building. And, Tom, I don't think I've even asked you this question yet. Do you, or have you been able to nail down what they're looking for in specific in an offensive coordinator? Is it a quarterback guy? Is it a scheme guy? Do they even know exactly sort of what characteristics they want in the guy in the next job?
3: I'm sure that they do. I think right now, as it stands, noontime on Tuesday, it feels like Nick Cayley is the leading candidate. So what does Nick Caley bring to the table? We've known that he's a tight ends coach. I spoke in 2021 to Julian Edelman when we were out at the Super Bowl, and I said, what do you think of Nick Caley? And this is when the Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, and there was indecisiveness as to who would be the coordinator, and Edelman said he'd be great. He'd be an excellent coordinator. I don't know what that's necessarily based on, but I would trust that Edelman would have a feel for it. But what is his vision for a quarterback? What is his vision for an offense? He went to the Rams. Does he come back with any kind of a Rams-flavored offensive vision, or is it the same vision that he kind of incorporated when he was here in New England? So I don't know what Kaylee would bring necessarily. I do think the Patriots want to make it, and they've tried with Bill and and Patricia and Judge, they tried to alter the offense to make it more simple tried to alter the running game, they tried to implement some of the wide zone concepts in the running game. Will they try and do that again? Do they have the personnel to do that again? So all of that stuff, again, and that's why I put that poll out, to me, they're not going to lay it all out of the table and say this is what we're going to be doing on third and fives and this is how we're going to set up in formation and this is going to be our personnel. But you you have to have kind of a working um, Mindset, which I don't know if we're going to see unveiled until we start seeing the personnel they bring bring in.
0: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports.
1: The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
0: and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like...
1: We need the report ASAP.
0: You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... more reps, two tour. more... You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crowley Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s?
2: Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using
2: debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com
1: So, Tom, I'm curious your thoughts on, um, like, the recent information leaked from multiple sources, I guess you could call it, regarding Mac Jones and how he... You know, uh, talked to a couple personnel people with the Jets and and Zach Wilson, and you know the lack of communication that happened at the end of the uh, end of the season towards him. I'm curious, like you know, the more that comes out, like the more you realize, like how bad the situation was. But it seems, I don't know. I guess it feels like it's uh, it's it's like uh, somebody's doing this on purpose to almost to save Mac Jones's career. I'm
3: curious your thoughts. I had a 45-minute conversation with Joe Dickinson, who's been Mac's quarterback's coach um, since he was 11. And that's on the Patriots Talk podcast. I'm going to have a little bit of a on quick slants tonight. Yeah, I think it's a concerted effort to say, hey, here's Mac's side of things. And I specifically asked, you know, where did it go sideways? Because, you know, he's involved with Mac. What happened? And... You know, it's a long conversation. I recommend, you know, giving it a listen. You guys can sample it a little bit. But it basically came down to, you know, the lack of direction in 2022 and then the fraying of the relationship. So as, as I said to Joe, in the end, this wasn't about X's and O's and arm strength and reading defenses and getting your eyes in the right place. It ended up being more about relationships and the development of a player and Matt feeling as if he wasn't being developed and feeling as if he wasn't getting the coaching that he needed and then looking elsewhere. And that being in Belichick's mind a betrayal. And certainly the on field histrionics that he engaged in was specifically showing up bill. So in the end, you could have gone either way with that. You could have said, well, the kid's obviously frustrated. He's being a little bit of a baby, but it's in everyone's best interest to try and move forward where you say, F that guy, I'm going to do everything I can to make life difficult for him. And it seemed like the latter was chosen. So Mac Jones was definitely taught a lesson.
2: Tommy, uh, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Your thoughts on some (laughs) of the narrative, quote-unquote, out there.
3: I think, boy, if he gets this next Super Bowl, he's definitely, um, I would say, virtually equaled the first 10 years of Tom's career. He's got another decade to go. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the reality of it. The oh, reality is
2: I'm so with 20- you. The way the guy played at 45 is being forgotten now, Tommy. Like it isn't it crazy how quickly we forget how great Tom Brady was in his 30s and 40s? It's
3: insane. It, I mean, it is because, you know, and there's so much discrediting of Brady's performance in 01, 03 and 04. Um, And it's always defense based was Corey Dillon. It was, uh, you know, everybody but Tom Brady. And you can make that claim about the 2001 team to a large extent. But you also have to remember there were games there in 2001, 2003, 2004, where he had the team on his back and delivered in the the biggest moments, the way Mahomes does. And when you give him in 2007, and I know the game's changed, but in 2007 they actually gave him toys, and he goes out and sets the friggin' record for touchdown passes, and the team goes undefeated in the regular season and scores 75 touchdowns. So it was the greatest offense in NFL history at that juncture. And he did all that in the first 10 years. So Mahomes is unbelievable, and he is close to equaling. He's halfway to Tom Brady in other words. Hmm. I
2: like it. That is the right kind of analysis. For I'm going to go
3: vote on your, uh, on your
1: real quick. I'm going to go vote. You're
2: going to go vote on we Tom's got- poll. Yeah, I'm going to go vote yeah. on his poll. All right, then it's a little poll though. So it's easy. going on?
3: Like 46%. <laughs> uh,
2: Tommy, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. We'll catch you soon. Thank you. All
3: right, guys. Take Thanks care. buddy.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic.
1: The step back three. You bitch. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, oh,
0: And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, oh.